welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. So health series, we're in the health series. As you're well aware, health is part of our how, presence, health and influence. So if presence, health and influence are happening, we know that heaven is coming to earth yeah. in some sort of way because it's always practical, measurable and tangible. Yes. So that's amazing. So until Vision Sunday on the 29th, um, we're going to be talking about health. Um, and the, the element we're looking at is thinking, living, and loving like Jesus. So there's some overarching themes. Health, another overarching theme is thinking, living, and loving like Jesus, which is taking health into an area that we want to hit because we're not talking about emotional health. We're not talking about our inner world. We're not talking about our soul. We did that last year for probably eight weeks. So that's all on the podcasts. But this we're focusing on the actual relational connection with people, how we love, how we express our love. And that's pretty cool. Any thoughts around that? Yeah, no, all the yeah, nah. presence, health influence is so big. So Isn't it? We're doing one aspect of <laughs> yeah. it before Vision Sunday. We're focusing you on You can't that. preach on everything. No, no can you? You can't. Yeah. So, um, so last two weeks ago we started it. Um, so you jump in any time when you've, yeah. if you've got some thoughts about how awesome my messages were um, or not. But the cool thing is we've been talking about this as a core team, been emailing back and forth, collaborating, thoughts, ideas, tools. Um, we've got some great announcements about practical tools that we're going to email out the church um, this week, um, which is f- really, really exciting um, to start applying some stuff. But um, let's, well, we just want to recap really briefly on the last two weeks. So we really felt Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. I'm going to read um, this out. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11 to 16 is our passage of Scripture until Vision Sunday, November 29th. Do you want to read it or would you no, like me to read it. it? go for it. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Twelve, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse 13, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we may, that we may be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full standard of Christ. Verse 14, then we will no longer be immature children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. And the last two verses, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. And the culmination verse 16 He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, come on, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. Oh, yeah. That's so good. So so week one, we spoke about verse 15 and 16. What's the goal of this? What does heaven come to earth look like? It looks like the body coming together under Jesus, growing more and more like him, understanding our own special work, putting it to use. It encourages everybody else. And then we can be healthy, growing and full of love. And then Echo Church gets a reputation of thinking, living and loving like Jesus. (laughs) So good. Isn't it? And then, so we spoke about that in week one because I want to know the goal and then what I'm working towards. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But see, your goal, our goal, and how we work towards it yeah. look very different. Don't, doesn't it? Yes. Keep going. <laughs> this is going to be so good today. Um, and then, so what we did the following week is we went back to the start and said, all right, if that's the goal, what's some critical things that we need to look at, which was last week? We spoke about the fivefold that Jesus gave gifts to the church and between the dream, healthy, growing and full of love, living like Jesus everywhere, between that heaven to earth goal and um, what we're trying to, and, and us now is people. Yeah. And it's not just people, but it's opposite people that Jesus put into the church as a model for how we're all meant to live all the time in all elements of life. Yeah, so, so what that looks like is you've got five different gifts, five different um, apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, evangelist. Oh, that's good. And they are all so different. Oh. And that's how God planned church to be is that in their differences, we're still in unity. Wow. And that's the focus we're going to be focusing on. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, so that's what we spoke about, about, about the outward um, honoring and celebrating other people's uniqueness and seeing them according to who they are and not what they're not and not just what we love and think is right, yep. but actually seeing them. So that was last week about celebrating them and championing them and saying, yes, you're different. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Like I don't get her because I'm right. <laughs> but it's like we've got to celebrate others. It's Jesus. Yeah. It's the model he, he it, it wasn't even a model, it was who he was. Who he was. Um, so I just wrote here, um, so we're called to grow in how we see all people and value all people and all their uniqueness and quirkiness and amazingness. But if we don't, and this is where we're heading today. Yeah. But if we don't actually take the time, this is today, you ready? But if we don't actually take the time to identify who we are first, and celebrate our own uniqueness and value it and let it grow, then how the heck do we actually do it for others? Yeah, so good. So yeah. today we're going to be focusing on and looking at celebrating you, me, you, me, 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 you, him, you. Let's look yeah. at you. Let's look at yeah. me. Let's look at her. Let's look yeah. at she, the cat's mother, as they say. Did I've you know they say that? that? No. Oh, yeah, it's common. She, yeah. what do you mean? She's the cat's mother. Beryl used to say that all the time, my grandma. Yeah, never heard it. Um, so this is a massive deal. If we can't actually celebrate our own uniqueness first, yeah. this is the putting the oxygen mask on yourself in the aeroplane before you help others. This is the loving yourself as Jesus loves you deal. This is the loving yourself um, as Jesus loves you deal before so that, you love. Yeah. So that you can love exactly. others. Exactly. You can't give what you don't have. That's right. Account possession. So let's get a bit of understanding of who we are into our possession. Yeah. So we can actually champion other people. Yeah. So I'm going to start with um, Genesis that you are made, that mm. God made us in his image. So you are made in God's image. I am made in God's image. So again, today is not looking at other people are made in God's image. That's inter talk about yourself. You are made in God's image. So who you are is yeah. made in God's image. So, true. so you're not a mistake. You're not a def so. like a, a, a um, what's it called where they def default uh, when you return it. They have a defect. Refund. 
Anyway, yeah, is that you are made in God's image. I'm made in God's image. Me. Lee Box is made in the image of God. So the very things that I have in me, my gifts, my abilities, who I am is made in the image of God. So if I can't love who I am, that's a real big problem. If I can't look at the gifts I have, I can look at the gifts other people have and go, wow, I wish I had that, but I need to love who the gifts that God has given me because I am made in his image. I am made in his, I need to love what he's given me because i'm made in his image yeah i mean he took time he took um (laughs) he took great this is just the beginning ps um he took great time to form us yeah he like he he wove us together he fitted us together he took great delight he didn't rush it was intentional it wasn't chaotic no it was on purpose purpose his capacity is enormous and we can never understand it yeah but he took time with every single one of us and fashioned us yeah. And of course, who we're made to be, there's strengths and weaknesses, but we've first got to understand who, how he made us. Yeah. We can't just go into strengths and weaknesses and then go, hang on, how, what's unique about me? Yeah. Why have I got a different fingerprint than every single person on the planet? Why are fingerprints used so precisely with um, finding people and criminal activity and find, solving cases? It's because every single fingerprint is different. It's a big we're all deal. Unique. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to read some? Uh, do you want to yeah, do you want to hit some 139? Um, yeah. Lee felt this highlighted. Um, the Lord highlighting this again. Psalm 139. It's on pillows and coffee mugs. But if we don't if we don't address familiarity and go, God, f- speak fresh, fresh. What are you doing? Mix up the translation. I'm per- yes, I know that verse perfectly. What is it? Wonderfully and perfectly made. Formed. And all that deal. I can't even say it because I've stopped listening to the old translation. Go for it. But let's do it. Verse 13. Psalm 139, verse 13 and 16. Man, this is one of the most popular verses in the whole Bible. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That's deep. That's deep. And that's you. That's me. That's what, when that, when, when that was written, that was written about me. Hmm. That was me. It wasn't for the person so I can value that person. It's so I can value me. There was deliberate intention when God made me. Yep. It's like, um, yeah, I mean, he formed you. So he doesn't, he doesn't want you to think you're someone else or compare or wish you were someone else. Cause that's, I mean, that's like, uh, that's upsetting to the one who made it. Yeah. It's like building a fence and then it's like, here's the fence. And then someone says that fence sucks. I want a different fence. It's like, oh, I made it. I took great time in that. And we're talking about a fence. Yeah, I was going to say fence. You could have chosen something else. <laughs> fence. Let's edit this out. It's anyway. not live. It's not live. <laughs> anyway. We won't use that example, Mitch. It's anyway. such a bad example. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Ephesians 2.10. Check this out. And then we're going to look at some biblical examples of uniqueness and how they've, they work together. Can I just, before you do yeah. that, is, is just... Um, Picture it like this, not picture it, like God is so big 
and so diverse and so unique. Like the fact that all of us are made in his image should show us a picture of how incredibly diverse, Mm. unique, big, complex Mm. God is. Is that he's incredible and there's so much to God. There is no way we can box God. There is so much to him because all of us reflect his image. And we don't reflect his entirety, obviously, but we we, we reflect such small aspects of who he is because of how big he is. And so together we need to really value our part that we reflect, Mm. our part of his image that we brought on this earth because it is so valuable and so important. And it's not about looking at... I wish I could lead worship like Katie and Ainsley did this morning. No, no. Look at the part you reflect. <coughs> you reflect yeah. a part of God that we all need, but you need to rev- you need to value that part that you reflect. It's really good. Okay. It's what Paul says. We have the mind of Christ. Yeah. It doesn't say I have the mind of Christ. Like I do, but we is more true because collectively we are we reflect different elements of who He is. Ephesians two ten. Before we move into some great examples. Ephesians 2.10. So we spoke about that we're made in his image. Psalm, that we're perfectly knitten together, wonderfully and perfectly made. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which, he, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The, for we are his workmanship. The word workmanship is masterpiece. Yes. Um, the Greek word poemia. It's where we get the word poem. So we know that poems are quite detailed and, 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 um, and creative and articulate and descriptive and define whatever they're focusing on. And that's who we are. We are God's poem. We are his masterpiece. It's incredible. The word workmanship in the Greek is the word masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece created in him to do great works, to do Great works, masterpieces to, to, to describe, to articulate, to declare who he is to the world. It's so good. Yeah. So just as Justin last week shared about the, the fivefold ministries and how they're all so diverse and different, but together they need to work together. You can't be one and be on an island by yourself. The five are so, so different. Wow. They're so diverse. They're so unique and they work together. We'll talk about that a bit later. But I wanted to hone in right now on the 12 disciples because I feel like that is such a great picture for us to look at over the next couple of weeks. It's the 12 disciples Jesus chose. So they weren't an accident. Jesus didn't go into choose yeah. 12 of the same people. Yeah, he, he chose 12 uniquely different people to be who he was going to work with. And in all their differences, they worked together as a team. And so we're going to look at... They had tw- some moments. Oh, they have moments, all right. <laughs> they have moments. And when you look at their personalities, you can see why they and had boy, moments. boy, didn't we have some moments during the week? Well, yeah, we, we, putting this we together. had moments putting this together. We'll talk about that soon as well. Wow. But the uniqueness of who Jesus chose to be his disciples and who they were is fascinating. Super fascinating, super diverse, and each of them needed to know who they were because they would they would have gotten caught up in um 
comparing with yeah. each other in in getting lost in their identity True. if they didn't know who they were and didn't see um, the gifts that they carried in that team of disciples. So before we talk about that, do you just want to talk about how what we're not talking about today? Oh, yeah, yeah. So what we're not, like today, what we're not talking about, we're not talking about, and this is going to, if you snapshot this and put it on YouTube, then I'm a false teacher, but we're not talking about our identity in Christ. I get that's woven into everything we do. Yeah. That's, that's obvious. We're not apart from him. Uh, our personality, everything, he wove us together. So he started it all. So we, we're not looking at this and then he adds to it. No, no, no. We're hidden in him. We're one with him. We're woven together in him. It's all him. It's him in us. Never changes. But what we don't want to do, we speak so much of who you are. You know, you, um, you're, you're justified. Conqueror. Made righteous. Conqueror. You're partaker of the divine nature. Everything. All the promises. All of us are that. Prophecies that you've got. We're all that. We're not talking about that today. We're not talking about the promises and prophecies and your identity in Christ. We're pausing that, knowing that that's undergirding everything. And without that, we're cooked. What we are talking about is the uniqueness. The, now, there's unique prophecies. There's unique promises. But again, they are valid for everyone. So we're talking about your uniqueness. What makes you, you? Why are you, you and not them or her or him? Or that person. Yeah. We're celebrating that. We're honing in on that. The intricacies, the personality temperaments, the personality traits, the characteristics, the, the passions, the how you see people, how you love people, how you feel loved. That's what we are going to hit. Yeah. So 12 disciples. 12 disciples. Wow. So, I mean, due to time, we could spend a lot of time looking at all 12, uh, you know, in depth. Uh, we don't have time for that. So I want to encourage you to go on your own journey and look into that. But we're going to highlight a few. We'll highlight a few. So if there's Do any it. you want to highlight, no, you can yeah, highlight. But let's start with Matthew. I'm going to turn the page. What page is Matthew's on this page? Let's start with Matthew. Matthew was a redeemed tax collector. Mm. He was a tax collector, not the most honest probably. He hung around people who, you know, did fraud and stole and didn't have the greatest reputation and had not the greatest probably circle of friends. Um, but he encountered Jesus. And so his talent of being good at maths, being good at managing money, being good at all of that didn't disappear when he encountered Jesus. It just got redeemed. So the negative aspect of it then became a gift and a positive aspect. So Matthew, for very good, appointed with money previously, before Jesus, very good with maths and science, you would think would be the logical choice to be the person that Jesus would put in charge of the money. The, the treasurer. The treasurer. <laughs> you would think logically Matthew has this skill set. He has a gift. He has ability. He's been redeemed in this, so I know he's going to do the right thing. I yeah. know he's going to um, handle it really well. Natural choice of treasurer, Matthew. Who got the job? I believe it was Judas. Yeah, Judas. Why? Judas got the job. What? Great question. Why did Judas get the job? This is fascinating to look into. Judas was the only one on the 12, the 12 disciples. I'm going to say this. I'm going to read this. He was the only one who was a non-Galatian. He was actually from Judea. So he's the odd one out of the 12 from location-wise, non-Galatian, from Judea. And therefore, not therefore, 
Because obviously we never met him, so we can't speak matter of fact, but they say that he was one of the sharpest. Due to the fact he was well from, educated. well educated from Judea, he was well educated. And the fact that he got the job over Matthew would indicate that he knew his stuff. He wasn't. Um, because Jesus chose him. Jesus chose him. So he had an education about him. He was smart. Um, he, he was different. He was smart. And he knew, Jesus knew he could handle the money. So instead of Matthew going, hey, give me the job, I've got this, he didn't compare himself. He didn't look at Judas, you know, it doesn't have this as his history. Judas, I'll, I'll give me the money, make me the treasurer. He didn't look at that. He was confident in who he was. And he let Ju- um, Judas take care of the money yeah. and he took care of so what was Matthew um sorry it's all good yeah he took care of what he was good at mm. which is brilliant not to compare but go hang on this is the lane yeah. I'm in this is God's given me this gift so I'm good at this but God's given it to other people as well but I don't have to worry about that get caught up in that I get to rejoice in me mm. so good and talk about someone else Thomas. Thomas you liked Thomas yeah I do because I've got I've got an issue with Thomas being labelled Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. Yeah, we love doing that sort of thing, but it's just not true. It's not true. In the study of Thomas, this is really fascinating. Thomas, we all have heard and maybe verbalised ourselves, oh, that's Doubting Thomas. He doubted. Doubting Thomas. Been labelled that. Been labelled the person that, you know, pessimism. Unless I see the scars. Yeah. Touch his side. Had a bit of a negative negative, um, you know, uh, identity put upon him. But Mm. the reality is Thomas is one of the most loyal. Whoa. Whoa, hit it. One of the most loyal. When uh, Lazarus died, uh, the disciples were talking and they said to Jesus, you know, we've got to get out of here. Jesus, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill us. We've got to get out of here. And do you know what Thomas actually says? Do you want to read the verse? You want me to, I've got uh, it written it. here. It. Thomas J- Thomas says to Jesus, "Let us also go that may that may we die with him. That may we die with him, being Jesus. Let us go." So in terms of his um loyalty, he went, "Yeah, I'm going to die if I go with Jesus, but I'm going to go with Jesus. Let yeah, me go we're, with we're him. In, we're, in this we're in this together. Yeah. I am loyal to you." Then at the Passover, Jesus says to the disciples, "Like I'm going to go and you'll know where I go." John 14:1 to 6. And Thomas, none of the others. Thomas is the one that says, "Lord, we do not know where you are going." Yeah, he says, he goes, he goes. I'm going to pre- prepare a place for you. Yes, John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm going to go to prepare a place for you. Where I go, you do not know. Um, in my house, there are many rooms. He talks about that whole thing that he's going, and then he said, and then Thomas pipes up. Yeah, I don't know where you're going. We don't know where you're going. How will we know where you are? Sorry, how will we know the very way? Yeah, and then Jesus goes, I, I am the way, the truth and life. So Thomas is the one going, I want to be with you. I want to mm. be with you. So you got Thomas fiercely loyal. Yep. He wanted proof that it and was it, Jesus. And detailed. He was oh, detailed orientated. Super detailed. I want to know. You're telling I, me you're going. I want to know I where know. and how. Yeah, which some of you are probably sitting there going, yeah, yeah. that's how I am. I want to know the details. details. I want to know. Yeah. I want to be with you. I'm loyal with my friends. Where they go, yeah. I want to go. I want to hang out with them. Yeah. And so you can imagine Thomas hearing Peter deny Jesus three times. Peter denies Jesus three times. Oh, so yes. we can talk about Peter and his characteristics. And you can imagine Thomas in his head going, you idiot. Like because Thomas is fiercely loyal, ready to die with Jesus, doesn't want to be separated from Jesus. Like I'm all in. Yep. I am all in. How on earth can you deny it? 
Like, so what? They kill you too? Yeah, that's what we signed up. That's 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 what we signed up for. That's what friendship looks like. That's what covenant looks like. Mm. I'm all in. But yet in his difference, that's how he was wired. And Peter was wired completely different. I mean, you talk about Peter, he was like the leader of the group. Yeah, he, he, his I mean, name yeah. was mentioned first. Yep. He was yep. often the spokesperson. He was yeah. Vocal, yep. passionate, all the time. Answered rash, first all the time. Didn't always think before he acted. Yep. Didn't always think through scenarios. He just went for it. Yep. But Jesus knew who he was. Jesus celebrated his uniqueness. He he didn't let the weaknesses. Um, Jesus didn't stumble over his weakness. He didn't stumble over Simon because he was celebrating Peter. Yeah. He didn't stumble over the pebble, the partial. Um, the partial rocks, he, he, he saw the rock, Peter, which the church would be built on. So the others are going, like you just look back at it and go, hang on. So Peter's the denier, the one that just spoke all the time, rash, didn't think a lot, and he becomes the pastor. So imagine the process of them celebrating the fact that um, Jesus restored him on the beach after denying him three times. And they're all their uniqueness. And to- Thomas's loyalness that was never questioned. So Thomas is really, he wasn't doubting Thomas. He was detailed Thomas. Detailed. <laughs> he wanted to proof. Yeah. He wanted, I want to touch. If this is my Jesus, I was going to yeah. die with him. Yeah. I was going to follow yeah, him. I'm I all in. make sure this is my Jesus. Yeah. So Peter. The so uniqueness. then you got Peter, but then you got James, James, son of Alpheus. If I was saying that right. Sounds good. Who was um, quiet and humble. And I could imagine James being rubbed off the wrong way by Peter sometimes because he's quiet, he's humble, he's faithful, but he's such a valued member, a team member, and he knew his value because he didn't leave the team. He knew he was valuable. Even though his personality was different, even though his strengths and weaknesses were different, even though his traits and what he was good at was different, he didn't leave the team because he knew he was valued. And that's the point of today is know your value. Know what you're good at. Know what you bring to the table, but know your value because Jesus chose all 12. And we could keep going with the rest of them, but we won't. But Jesus chose the 12 and in the 12, they were diverse and different. Yeah, people that were loyal, people that were bold, people that were evangelists, people that were quiet and humble, people that were calm and behind the scenes. Nathaniel or Bartholomew, he was a behind the scenes 12 in the 12. He was someone who was quiet and did things, but they knew their value. Come on. You need to know your value. You need to know who you are and how valued you are in the team, how valued you are. Let's bring it right back, how valued you are on this earth. Yeah. So important. So good. Ha- do you want to talk about any of them? or? Um, I think we're good. Yeah. Do you want to hit any more? No, nah, it's all good. I think, I think that's amazing. Um, yeah, the journey that they went on together, it was a three and a half year journey with Jesus. It was a journey of process, of becoming, um, of learning, of watching, seeing and hearing, um, acting, being rebuked, being challenged, being disciplined by Jesus. Um, um, being shut down when they said something that was um, uh, being critical of another disciple. Um, there was just this, yeah, this, this tension of different personalities clashing, but Jesus was able to see them all and, and draw it out and take them on a journey of who he saw them to be. And they were flourishing. Um, in the, in the, they went from dysfunctional to thriving and leading the early church. Yeah, can I just say as well, so when Jesus 
was on the earth for the three years. They all stayed together. They stayed together. Jesus united them together in their differences, in their arguments, in their opposing thoughts and views, in their, you know, how they would do different actions and all the rest of it. They stayed together. And I think like, obviously, you know, the Bible is incredible. And then, you know, Jesus died and they all got scattered and, and, you know, martyrs, it all happened. They all went off, right? The point that I think is for Echo Church is in our differences with Jesus in the mix, with Jesus in the middle, like what Katie and Ainsley said, with Jesus Mm. in the middle, is that even though we go off and we work and we do our own lives, we always unite in unity for the goal of heaven on earth. Come on. And I think that's important for us to recognize our uniqueness and our difference. And in that, we still unite in unity with Jesus at the center to bring heaven to earth. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we'll talk about our strengths and weaknesses in the section, in the other section. We'll bring that back in. So what do you want to do now? Examples. We'll hit it. We'll head into um, tools. Practical. Happy with that? Well, no, because you've changed it on me. Well, hang on. And I, my personality goes with this well, is hang what on. Look, we discussed. Look, look. Thomas. This is what I'm oh, prepared you want to hit for. Some, Lee's and mine personal yeah, differences. Yeah, we, discussed, you want to do that, that now? we discussed that this morning. So me changing it on the fly doesn't, isn't, doesn't go well. No, so, so this is a We've great We've only been example. married 16 years. A great example of the differences between us. Yep. This is what we discussed. I'm just going with it. This is what we discussed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, God's just set this up and laughing. All right, let's do it. And then I shut down <laughs> and become quiet and just, no, nah, that's what I do. I'm working on it. So um, we are so different. So if we bring it personally, we're going to talk about Justin and I and then we're going to give tools for you guys, not, not because I find this really hard. And who's to- passionate about the tools and the personal examples? The tools and the how we're wired. Yes. Yeah. Um. I don't love talking about me and us like this, but Justin really pushed on it and wanted to do this. I just think it's good for the church Um, if we're going to do it as a church and they go off and do it during the week if they see us a little bit. I think it's a good good thing. So we are so different. Mitch is nodding. So you're going to see see, (laughs) um, shortly we are the same in some areas, but even though we're the same in the areas, we're completely opposite within those same areas. Penny said the other day, "I, I just cannot believe that you're still married. In context, because we are so different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, context there is critical. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because we are so different and our brains are so unique and we are so different. And it's brilliant and it's been a big journey. Even the other day. Oh, my goodness. The other day I'm having lunch with the kids and I got their sandwiches and I sit at the table (laughs) and um, I sit down and Bella goes, Mum, aren't you getting your sandwich? I said, yes, Bella, it's sitting right in front of me. She goes, oh, you're super speedy, Mum. Because like, you just gobbled this it down. Is, no, no, as in she thought I had to go and prepare it oh. and I already had it. <laughs> she goes, you're super speedy, mum. And so Bella and Jude are in like a chanting stage of life where they just chant things like super speedy, mum, super speedy, mum. They go over and then Bella stops. I don't say a word to encourage this at all. And she goes, yeah, and dad's slow dad. 
And I just sat there and I laughed my head off because it summed us up really well. If you want consistent, if you want steadfast, wow. if you want slow, steady, reliable, no. Powerful. If you want that, then Justin's the person to go to. If you need a job done fast with lots of changes, with lots of um, uh, problem solving, thinking on the spot, on the spot you want me. Mm. There's strengths and weaknesses in both. Although my personality, I have discovered I am I thrive in an emergency, but only when it's an emergency. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even then we would handle it different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's the differences between us that make <coughs> us work together. Because if everyone was like me, there's you're not going to stop it. You're not going to enjoy life as much. No, you won't. Not <laughs> I know. Yeah, and the same for me. Yeah. Differences is massive and uniquenesses and knowing who we are yeah. and knowing what I bring to the table is I could easily say, and I have, okay, I've had to say in the past, hey, Justin, you know how you have one pace in life? Right now is a time where I need you to be faster. How many times have we had oh, that conversation? So then I go slower. Yeah, well. No, when I'm not you, operating you the fruit stay, of the spirit and trying to be a the jerk. Same. You stay the same and, and try and communicate. But in that, I, I need to learn that this is how I am. And I can only manage how I am. Mm. I can ask questions and I can ask of Justin something, but I can only manage me. I can't control him yep. as much as I want to force him to go faster sometimes. Me. Well, no, I'm not violent. No. I want to punch you. I want to push you yeah, to yeah. go faster. So this is some key things here. Um, we, we own and celebrate who we are, but it's not a license to say, oh, no, I'm, I, don't, I don't quicken up at all. Um, it doesn't mean... Lee has to go, well, I'm, f I'm fast and you're slow and I've just got to suck it up and get walked over when I need help. No, no. She learns tools to communicate and share her heart. And again, you're not going to have to pour your heart out for 10 minutes. So no. can you please be quick? Because that's weird. Um, other times require that. But So there's an element of her sharing. Hey, I'm, I know this isn't you, but you've still got to show up. You can't hide behind your slow dad. <laughs> Um, this is a thing. We look at personality traits, which we will, the fivefold bents and where we, gra we gravitate towards. They're not to lock you in, to bind you in, to, to hold you into this thing where you go, hey, how have you led someone to the Lord? No, no, I'm a pastor. I don't do that. No, no, you're weird. You might not wake up burning every day and think about lost people every single day, nonstop fluorescent like an evangelist. But if you're not thinking about it at all, there's a problem. But yeah. to own your pastoring bent and gravitational thing that the evangelist often doesn't give a rip about because they are obsessed with this, then – but you go, oh, they don't care about people. Oh, yeah, they care about people, but it just looks different because the lens that they see is opposite to you. So this is this thing that we're not just boxed into and you can't be this or become this or grow into that, but these are great um, definers – and help us learn and grow who we are. Yeah, it's so important for all of us to know who we are. We're building our house 
And Justin and I have very different roles when it comes to building our house. So I'll go on site a couple of times a week to communicate with tradespeople, what needs to happen, where we're at, what the decision is with that. And Justin occasionally likes to join in on the conversation if he's there doing other work. And I'm repeating myself several times. And the tradespeople who are our friends, because we're using our friends, because we value them and we know they're doing a brilliant job and I want to pay them to do the brilliant job than a stranger and I love working with them Mm. um, will inevitably laugh at Justin (laughs) because he's asking questions that are so basic and we're so we've moved on from them Um, but likewise if I was to come on site and pour the concrete tried suggest stuff sometimes I, I like because I like to do a job fast um, but if I tried to do what he does on site... Pave the pool. That's right. Aaron's pave the like, pool. you didn't do it, S- I did it. Cut cut <laughs> concrete. If I try and, and do what he does, <clears throat> it would be a mess. And uh, the reality mm. is, is I need to know what I bring to the table and yep. he needs to know. And when he tries to jump into my lane, we laugh. When I try and jump into his lane... He laughs because and, I can't yeah. do what he does and he can't do what I do. But again, the point is we need to know what we bring to the table, yep. what then, I bring yeah. to the table. And then we work together and we see each other, which was last week. We, 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 we've got to do some stuff on the inside to celebrate each other and not think that we're right and headstrong because we're both very extrovert, passionate, deliberate, intentional, strong-willed, strong-willed people far out. Um, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven. It is. Isn't it? So you can move on to this, the tools now. Right. Let's talk about Finally. tools. Finally. No, kidding. Tools. Um, okay, so let's, how are we going? About half well, see, an hour all in. Right, can I just say right now More in me, in me, just on a Sunday morning to give a glimpse of the differences on a Sunday morning, I struggle with the time. So I'm looking at the clock constantly going, I want to respect people's time. Yeah. And also I find it boring when people preach for long periods of time. Whereas Justin... I just give the fans what they want. <laughs> he doesn't look at... How many times have you looked at the clock? I hope not once. Yeah, yeah. I so, couldn't care less because this is gold. <laughs> so again, in our differences, <laughs> like I need to know... And we're about right, to hit the, the most important part. In your opinion, yeah. it is. So tools are important and we're going to talk about them. But um, we are just so different. And you really need to know what I'm good at and yep. what I need to. And Mitch, so will, important. Mitch will say to me some Sundays, hey, Lee, you shouldn't have said that to Justin because he doesn't need to hear the time countdown now. And I go, yes, Thanks, Mitch, mate. you're right and I'm sorry. And yes, I'll work at that. So I need to know it's a strength, but I also need to know when to rein it in because I need to control me and know me. Yeah. And then you can communicate later because in the moment, if she's holding up paper, <laughs> like, like you've seen that in the lives. I'm like, stop it. You're throwing me. I mean, I'm just okay. killing it at the moment. Killing it. Get out of the room. I don't want to go into angry mode. Yeah, because um, you're hurting Ang- my heart. Angry is no, such no, a no. strong. No, no, but that's good. It's a really good because I can't like if someone messaged me on a Sunday saying, "Hey, I disagree with your message." I'm like, "Yeah, my heart can't handle a Sunday message like that." A Monday message is good. Monday, Tuesday is great, and let's have a face-to-face conversation about it. Not a text message. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's this okay. thing. But that is but that is what we need to do with all our relationships is to understand how mm. they roll. 
who we are who they are how they handle it how they receive communication how they give communication what's their go-to what what are they comfortable with um how they process us us Mm. we're focusing on us it's a big deal yeah yeah see creeps in and out (laughs) all right so let's go we're going to look at three tools today um we are going to email um a whole lot of stuff during the week which will have great content with it that we will read through and then we'll get to process who we are after reading through the content, spending time with the Lord and perhaps asking some friends. So that's how we're going to do it. What we don't want to do is just go, go and do some tests and work out who you are, tick a box, you can't change, that's who you are and that's it forever. No, no, no. This is a a malleable, flexible thing. When we discover who we are in an area, it is to empower us that we can own who we are and show up. If you don't own who you are, if you don't celebrate who you are, all your quirkiness, your uniqueness, how you're wide, how you see, how you think, how you minister, all that sort of thing, how you see people, how you go out, how you would walk around Melbourne, because if we're all there, we're all processing differently. Um, how we process church on a Sunday morning. I'd love to know everyone's mindset during worship, during the word, because everyone's going to be thinking about different things. It's who we are and it's not wrong unless it's unless the Holy Spirit touches something, unless it's like, hey, but you've got to celebrate it. You've got to celebrate who you are. So we're going to look at three elements today. We're going to hit some more in the weeks to come, but there's going to be three. We're going to just we're going to look at the fivefold because it's important because it's in the context of the church. It was how Jesus set up the church. Lee made a great point. She goes, "What about all the other gifts like the exhortation gift? They're called the exhortation gifts, mercy, um, acts of service, um, administration. administration, which are found in, I believe, Romans, which they're all good. But if you look at all of them, they will actually fit under all of these five things. Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. So what we want to do is briefly, we want to highlight the fivefold because it's important to our passage for the next three months. It's important for our church long term. It's important because the goal is unity and you can't have unity unless there's diversity. And the fivefold bring into a church five key truths that we need functioning all the time to be a complete, mature believer and to see heaven come to earth and they're five opposite people so we need to know where we fit in those five does it mean we're going to be at the head and teaching and releasing grace to equip the saints no but make no mistake every single person has been born with a bent and will gravitate to one of these five things one of these five truths one of these five gifts make no mistake you might overlap with one or two. Again, we talk to the Lord about it. It's not going to be opposite to what you think. Yeah. If you do a test or you read the blurb about this is an apostle, this is a prophet. Again, we're not putting a title on you. We're not, you, you, you're not going to change your Facebook name to Apostle Aaron McKillop. You're not going to do that because that's weird. But what we are going to do is we're going to read a blurb. We're going to, we're going to delve into it, read a chapter of a great book and actually ask the Lord, mm, this is making sense, God, or this is opposite. Hey, guy, ask a friend. So we're going to talk through this. So let's look at the fivefold first. Hope that makes sense. So just before you read, so just the point of tests and the point of looking into things isn't to be directional, but to confirm. So you should already know strengths 
yeah. personality traits. You should already, I know who I am. Yeah. And then when I did the test, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. that's definitely, yeah. You've just put words and language yeah. into what I already knew about me. So if you're sitting at home thinking, I don't know what my unique personality is, what my traits are, sit down with the Lord, ask him and spend some time thinking about yourself before doing this. Yeah. It's really important for you to really have good. a foundation with you and the Lord before someone labels you. Great. So you are not going to get caught up in a label because you already know who you are. So good. And obviously the fivefold is not a personality trait or a temperament or a, like a, it's not one of those, but it's more a, it's a, it's a lens that you see life through. It's a, it's a God lens. It's a ministry lens. It's a, um, a, um, an influence lens. It's a heaven to earth lens. That's the lens. It's not a temperament. It's a God given view and a, and a thinking of how you see things. So here we go. Now, these are the gifts um, Christ gave to the church, and we've said them. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Um, this is a personal lens in which we see through. It is deeply personal. When you read the blurbs and, and start to look at the function of each of these things, you will your heart will come alive. It'll jump out when you read it. It'll make sense to you, and it's exciting. I read mine again um, the last few days, and I burst into tears um, because... <laughs> I knew Lee would laugh at me. You're probably the most public crier between us. Yeah. Oh. Um, it is a deep, the fivefold ministry, um, when we gravitate to one of them, there's a bent towards it. It's a, it's a deep wiring of how you see and think. We need to value all of the truths, but there's something so unique and amazing about you in this that you will be wired to one of them or to two of them. It doesn't mean you don't value the other ones. Um, Lee and I um, read through a whole lot of stuff. Um, again, you can grab your prophecies. That's helpful. You can talk to friends. That's helpful. Reading some great blurbs about some descriptions that's biblical. Um, that's important too. Reading some good books that cover it, that are actually modeling this in the church and have been so for 20 plus years is credible and important. Um, but Lee and I um, both did the, the, a test, prophetic words, and read some whole things and what did our hearts sing to and both of us out, out of the five which is crazy um is our number one was apostolic and again we think oh apostolic's number one whatever it's they're all valuable they're all important um but that is just our number one by a mile um it's how we think um and on the bottom of it was pastor <laughs> um but that doesn't mean we don't love people but it's just we we're not going to go there um, and number two was actually prophetic and evangel evangelist was third on the list, but the apostolic prophetic was higher. And when I read about it, look at it, um, yeah, read prophecies, hear people, read blurbs about it. It, it, it does something inside me. It, it causes me to get excited. It sparks joy. So I'll just read a tiny little bit about this um, apostle, the spark of movement. Um, you come alive at the idea. This is, this is Lee and I. Again, it's not everything, but this is just a little glimpse into us. And you might go, oh, yeah, wow, that makes sense. Um, and all this information is going to be on our um, website this week and you'll be emailed about it. I am with time. Yeah. That, yeah, that, uh, yeah. And, and again, me saying we're okay, that could be seen as dishonoring Lee. So we've got to come to some middle ground where right now I'm going to go, all right, I'm going to do as quick as I can without compromising the message. 
And Lee's going to have to work on a little bit of there, trusting that I'm not going to go for another half an hour. 20, nah. Okay, ready. Um, apostolic. So we're looking at this. We're going to have a bent towards one of them. This is Lee and I's number one. You come alive at the idea of forging a new movement. It might be business, organization, ministry, or a sub-movement with an existing organization. In general, no matter what you do, there needs to be enough space um, for you to incorporate your unique vision and your heart will feel, or your heart will feel stifled. You dwell in the land of big picture, visionary talk, and work. As a result, you likely have more ideas than you can handle. Your greatest need is focus, so you can implement the highest priority idea rather than starting the umpteenth next project that will that won't get finished you aspire to empower other people to become all that they are meant to be and are brilliant at leading teams so that is my number one passion but i suck at it and i've got to work on it so this is amazing you suck at building teams and finishing a project well, yeah, that's pretty strong language, but, yeah, I was but say it's that. a real challenge. It's challenging. I'm, you're I'm at growing up at it. Idea, yeah, and you're growing at bringing yeah. people alongside you that can help you yeah. implement. Hope day. Yes. Hey guys, send a massive thing. This is what I think about. This is what this is the vision I've got. Bang. A week later, hey, your idea about Hope Day. Um, we've all been talking behind the scenes, and we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Good Friday. Have an idea. Do nothing. What a job. Nah. <laughs> but um, so all this sort of stuff's important. Um, but you aspire to empower other people. But again, it's bringing people in and empowering them to do that sort of stuff. So it's me going, yes, I value pastoring. I don't do it, but you do it and I empower you. And they go, awesome. I'm going to put, my, put it to work with their temperament, personality, the way that they're wired and they come alive and thrive. And I'm thriving over here knowing that I'm an ideas guy and a big picture guy and a dreaming guy. And a, this, this can work like this, um, knowing that they step into their passion. I love it. So like primarily thinking heaven to earth, present supernatural realm, signs, wonders and miracles, big picture, transforming culture. I love it. That's big. And that's not to say that the pastor doesn't think like this because mm. the common goal is heaven to earth. Yeah. The teacher is to administer heaven to earth through teaching. Yeah. Um, so good. Let's move on to love languages. Is that cool? Yeah. So I wanna, what I want to say about love languages oh. is, again, everyone's going to get an email um, about mm. these tools and for you to dive in. But at the moment, I noticed when I did my love languages, I, I know what my love languages are. I've done it in the past. I've talked about it. I'm, I'm quite self-aware in that sense. But when I did the test, I went, oh, they've shifted order. And I got a bit funny, not funny, but I'm like, why did that shift in order? I went, oh, it's the season I'm currently in. So again, when you do these tests, acknowledge the season you're in. So we're in ISO season. Justin and I are in work seven days a week between church and house season. Like we're in a, a normal season right now and so that means at the moment what I'm needing is different to what I'll probably need in six months time where I'll probably revert back to my normal ordering of things yeah. and it's probably not one and five swapping no because um, there's five love languages so I'm just going to read this this will give a great little explanation it's just um, I'm just going to read the chapter um, and then <laughs> And then um, stop it, please. And then, do you know why I get nervous? Because I look at your page and you go, "You're on page three of seven and I look at the time and it says you're on page three of seven, and in me just goes. Normal sermons are between ten and thirteen. I pages. can't cope. Right. 
but that's how I do it. Yeah, that's and that's not shut me down. Come on, come on. All right, come right, right. All right. Okay, so um, Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman um, wrote the book. Um, Danny Silks um, used that. Gary Chapman's the guy. Gary Chapman, it's his website that will send the link through to do the test. This is a great explanation. Um, understanding these categories help us to identify exactly how we are creating experiences that either promote or discourage feelings of connection. These are the five love languages. It's important to realize that we are always sending and receiving messages in relationships. Wow. We are always moving toward one another in one way or another. The more aware we are of how we are doing this, the more we can easily take responsibility for the messages that we are sending and actively building towards the connections we want. The five love languages are touch, gifts, quality time, acts of service, and words of affirmation. I like to compare these languages to types of fuel. Every person usually has one primary way that they receive and show love. Every person usually has one way, I'm reading the same sentence, that they receive and show love, one type of fuel that fills up their love tank. Knowing someone's love languages, uh, love language is as important as knowing what kind of gasoline goes in your car. If you fill a car that takes unleaded gas with diesel fuel, or wow, this is, this is I feel the Lord strongly. If you fill an unleaded gas uh, car um, that has gas with diesel fuel or fill a diesel engine with jet fuel, then it won't be too long before the car breaks down and leaves you stranded on the side of the road. It's just as essential to fill people's love tanks with the language they need in order to function and feel connected in a relationship. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, it's it's so there's ways that we feel love, and there's ways that we give love. So Lee's 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 love languages, especially in this season, are quality time and acts of service. Again, we can read the blurb, and as soon as you read that blurb, you'll go, "Oh, that's me." And this is great to do with your husband and wife. We'll have the full chapter of this book on the website during the week for you to read it and the link for the test. This is a great tool to do with your spouse or with a close friend. Um, so Lee's were quality time and acts of service. Justin's, words of affirmation and gifts. So again, we're very different. Oh, like not even the same. Not even the same. So, I mean, you read those four blurbs so, and you go, how, how, does that, how, how does that work together? So Lee doesn't need words of affirmation and she doesn't need gifts are they nice yes what's the difference she doesn't actually feel love that doesn't fill her love tank when i give her a gift it's nice and appreciated but it doesn't spark love and feel connection yeah yeah so knowing knowing you is super important yeah so hanging out with lee i, I love her it's not like a high <laughs> I'd hope so. No, it's like it's if, if, if I had a night to do what I want to have a night off, it'd be on my own. Yes. But you would do it together. Yes. Um, but when I get a gift, um, not handmade. Um, <laughs> of a certain value? Do you want no, to keep no, no, going? No no. no, no. But when I get gifts okay. and it's a surprise and it's, and, it's, and it's who I am, like the jerky box. Yes. Um, it fills you up massively. Yeah. And yes. words of affirmation. When I'm appreciated, when I get a text message, it lights me up. 
Yes. Like it's just incredible. Um, so that's that. That's super important. All right, we're going to close with this. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> personality temperaments. Again, personality temperaments are not locked in forever. This is who you are and you can't be anything else. You will gravitate um, you, like the fivefold. You'll have a bent. There'll be a strong percentage of who you are and how you roll. But again, there's some flexibility around it. Um, what are they? Personality temperaments. We know this. Sanguine, choleric, melancholy, and phlegmatic. pH, phlegmatic. Um, again, if you do this just on its own without anything else in life, identity in Christ, prophecies, promises, fivefold love languages, that's weird. Mm. You're just going to be, oh no, Jesus said go into all the world, but he meant sanguines. I'm phlegmatic, so I don't care. No, that, no, you're weird. Um, but you need to celebrate your phlegmaticness. Um, in life, in the context of everything else. Is that cool? Okay, what are they? They are personality traits that determine how we react to the world, how we respond, process, make choices, and problem solve. They dictate, no, I won't say that. Um, it's not 100% locked in forever, and we will have overlap, but it is important. I want to do a little bit of that. Okay, you ready? Sanguine. Personality type is described primarily as highly, um, being highly talkative, <laughs> enthusiastic, active, and social. Sanguines tend to be more extroverted and enjoy being part of a crowd. They find that being social, outgoing, charismatic is easy to accomplish. Individual, individuals with this personality have a hard time doing nothing and engage in more high-risk seeking behavior. Okay, Sanguine, choleric. Individuals tend to be more extroverted, they are described as independent, decisive, goal-orientated, and ambitious. These combined with their dominant, result-orientated outlook <laughs> make them natural leaders. In Greek, medieval, and Renaissance thought, they were also violent, <laughs> vengeful, and short-tempered. Uh, I, I might be a little bit of that sometimes. Right. Okay, melancholy. Individuals tend to be analytical. Detail-orientated and they are deep thinkers and feelers. They are introverted and try to avoid being singled out in a crowd. A this is really important, guys. A melancholy personality, melancholic personality, they would have already thought that, that I didn't say the C. A melancholic personality leads to self-reliant individuals who are thoughtful, reserved and often anxious. They often strive for perfection with within themselves and their surroundings, which leads to tidy and detail-orientated behavior. D-box. <laughs> I reckon he's sanguine melancholic. Okay. Um, um, phlegmatic, final. Individuals tend to be relaxed, peaceful, quiet, and easygoing. They are sympathetic and care about others. This is Al. Al's higher this. Not judging you or boxing you in, Al, but this is what I love about you. Peaceful, relaxed, quiet, and easygoing. Well, Al and Mitch. And Mitch. Well. They are sympathetic and care about others, yet they try to hide. <laughs> See, again, this isn't all true, yet they try and hide their emotions. <laughs> Phlegmatic individuals are also good at generalizing ideas and problems to the world and making compromises. Really good. Okay, so they so, each has yeah, strengths and weaknesses. They do, they do. All Lee, of us have strengths I'm going to hit Lee and then we'll close out. Why Lee, are you hitting me? I'm hitting, no, I'm hitting this. Lee, choleric, um, 95%. 5% melancholic. Again, the tests, let's just say that she's um, high, higher choleric, 95%, um, and melancholic, 5%. Again, tests are tests. 
you, you, there's maybe five on the internet. You do one, you do two, and they're a bit different. But um, in general terms, that's probably a bit strong, the 95.5, but that's okay. And then Justin, um, Sanguine, 64%, Choleric, 36%. Um, so again, there's strengths and details in every one of these things. There's high strengths and high weakness. And if we're not aware of who we are, then how do we own it? How do we own our weaknesses? How do we own our strengths? Are you, do you, are you aware of your temperament and what you bring, how you respond? Are you aware that we're to grow in our strengths and weaknesses? Addressing that, compromising, talking, communicating, knowing love languages, knowing our fivefold bent. When you actually learn and discover your identity when it comes to all these things, and what I feel the Lord on is for Echo Church all to have a personal archive so that we actually are confident with all these lists that aren't finished, that will keep evolving and growing and maturing and developing. But when we all have a personal archive, then we are going to be in a position where we are confident, showing up, know how to communicate well, know how to respond, know how to communicate, know how to share needs and express needs. And, and this is just going to be phenomenal. So in closing... I just want to say this. You are made in the image Come of God. Come on now. I am made in the image of God. Who God made you, he knitted you together, he formed you. Detail, intricacies, you are his poem, you are his mm. masterpiece. And so this week as you go on a journey, I want to encourage you to discover who you are. Yep. Not who the person next to you is. So we will get to that at another week, but who you are, it's so important. And we can have laughter and fun and joke about the differences and who I am and who Justin is. But the reality is, is until you know who you are, it's really hard to function externally. It's really hard yeah. to know how to appreciate others, how to work with others, how to um, adapt in situations with others mm. if you don't know your strengths, yeah. your personality traits, if you don't know who you are. So this week, yeah, go on that you, journey. You'll, you'll resort to the weakness of who you are in those moments of high conflict. And then that's... Well, you just don't know how yeah, to handle yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, and you resort you to know. the weakness. And you, yeah, I'll shut down. If I don't know, yeah, it's massive. So um, this week, I want to encourage you to go on the journey yeah. together. Can you just read that last Ephesians 4.16, which we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks as well. Well, yeah, this is what He makes highlights. the whole body fit together perfectly. He makes the whole body. You are in that, we, all of us, the whole body. As each part does its own special work, it, it helps other parts grow. So we're talking about today, our own special work, the uniqueness, celebrating uniqueness. who you are. As you do your own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Finish it off. So that, um, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Boom. So good. So church, that's a glimpse of today, but um, more information will be sent to you during the week. And we really want to encourage you, go on that journey, spend time with the Lord, yep. find out how he made you, how he formed you, what he put in you, because you carry a part of him. You are mm. made in his image. You reflect a part of him to this earth, to our church, to your family. And it's so important and so valuable. So value yourself and what you bring to the table. Yeah. Um, Coming to pray. Yeah. What she means by that is I'm nervous because often you preach when you pray. And it goes for a long period of time. Yeah. So I'll honor her. Thank you. Jesus. 
yeah, thanks God. Thanks, yeah. th- thanks for what you've done today. We we feel your kindness, um, which is enabling us to do what we couldn't do before. Yeah, we're thankful for that. We thank you for, for our journey that you're you're helping us grow and learn, and that never stops. And I thank you that you're helping us lead this church. And and I'm thankful that you've let us share a bit about our lives. And I we pray that um, there's encouragement um, and there's confidence in going on this journey and an excitement. Yeah. yeah, we declare an excitement, a passion to, to, to put this personal archive together of being confident in who we each are so we know our own special work and we can show up so it benefits the church and we can see heaven come to earth. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen.